Welcome everyone to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I'm one of your hosts, uh, creator Bryant, with another host and creator, Cammie. Hey, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. How are you? I am excellent. Uh, it has been a really good uh, break into fall. We're getting our cinnamon brooms out and scraping them around. And we are into the spooky season, So, uh, which has always been really fun. You know, the star show, to, the show started right before things got spooky and then we had a really fun like halloween episode with mummies and stuff like that and every year we try and bring a theme what would you say the theme is i don't want to get the verbiage wrong like occultist the occult in general okay cool yeah so we're talking about uh uh, old white dudes in the occult that's the (laughs) right no (laughs) that's kind of it yeah i mean Um, i don't hopefully they won't all be but the first you are yes right yeah so we're talking about there is this incredible figure who i i think i had heard about like in proxy but i did not directly put my name on uh or my finger on his name john d uh john d uh who was a um uh, Elizabethan, that's Elizabethan era, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a, a mathematician, astronomer, astrologer, occultist, and alchemist. I, that's kind of the, the vibe we're getting. So, like, th- just picture Gandalf is the best thing I can say to do um, when it comes to this guy. So, as always on the show, Cami is going to give a story about John Dee in her own words, and then I will lead a discussion. I'm very excited about this discussion, too, because we're going to talk about Hermes. I'm going to find a way to bring him up. Wow. Which, if you love the show, you know us. You know that that <laughs> was a really fun topic. So, Cammie, please uh, take us away. Sure. Late in the evening, approaching the 11th hour, two lanterns appeared in the darkness of Walton Dale's green. The two figures approached from opposite ways and met in a lush bit of dewy grass. They did not greet each other, but with a nod, and they both went to work sewing a circle of salt around them and drawing symbols in the dirt, removing great tufts of land in their haste. As they worked, the ground began to shake and smoke stirred from below, the mist surrounding them, until the dirt began to part and terrible clawing sounds could be heard from beneath where they stood, and suddenly in a flash of blinding light there stood a creature with horns and cloven hooves, standing on his hind legs like a satyr. The beast spoke and called himself Corazon. He told the pair of his magic and how he could inhabit the dead and control them to do his bidding, but they must break the salt circle to see his true power. Kelly took his foot and traced a line down, breaking the salt. Dee looked in horror at Kelly's face, twisted as though he wasn't in control of it. The demon said they must hurry. It was almost time. So they followed him to a graveyard not 30 yards away. The demon, though, could not be... The demon, though not being from this plane, seemed to know all direction and what lied there. He gave Dee a spell for waking the dead, because he himself could not cross the holy land. So Dee and Kelly brought forth a skeleton, and the demon commanded it and brought it to him. Then he took hold of the spirit, and the bones formed a ghostly figure who spoke and walked just like a man. When they were done, the two men parted as silently as they had begun. The evil they awaken left roam the earth ungoverned. And that man, David <laughs> S. Pumpkins. Yes, it was. His first appearance. <laughs> I do want to say um, my, so my sources. Um, yeah. I had a really good article. Um, it was martintop.org.uk. 
um, and it's Salem Congressional Chapel, and it was Dr. D. Raising the Dead at uh, Walton Lee Dale. And then I also used um, a Wikipedia article on the demon himself and on John D. Koran's on. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that before this. I I, I had seen about Kelly and, and D interacting, but I didn't know that they specifically called out this dude. What a fun name, Koranzon. It sounds too modern to me. It, it's it's this is really interesting. So you know we're in the 17th century, and it, it, so it's it's a, I don't know it, for me it's a it's a interesting time period because you might think of something like being you know ancient if we're mm-hmm. talking about this kind of thing. Um, this feels like not too recent either. Like um, you know I, I I have an image of of the um, Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes film uh, where you know near the the climax Holmes is like retracing the steps of Lord Blackwood. Cause you know, you, we, the audience are believing that maybe this is magic that's happening and stuff like that. So, sure. um, home, uh, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing Holmes does the like pagan ritual that he's doing. And so they, you know, and that's 19th century and stuff. So it's like, yeah, but then this, this was like, you know, a few hundred years ago, but they're, it's really cool. And, and I'm, I'm excited. I was excited to look into John D because, he, he was in, extremely influential. Um, he was in a direct advisor to Queen Elizabeth. Um, and he uh, really importantly, um, it seems as a political advisor, he advocated the idea of finding uh, English colonies in the New World. Um, and he's uh, credited with coining the term British Empire, even as some sources um, recall. He had uh, one of the largest libraries in England at the time. And I mean, he was just, he was extremely smart. Um, he was uh, a polymath. And so like exactly the kind of thing I don't want to get into. Um, right. But, what does that even mean? <laughs> right. But that's where his like foundation of knowledge was. And I, I can't remember. What is it? that what, The ancient Greek school that's like um, all of ye who are ignorant of geometry, like don't enter. I'm just like, damn it. I'm out. Like, <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know geometry. I'm sorry. And I get it. I get why it's important to know math to understand logic and philosophy and stuff like that. But I'm just, I'm sorry, but that's, that's not my game. Uh, I, I, I was hooked on phonics. That was it. I can, I can spell words really well. That's or pronounce them. But, uh, for John D. So he, he was into everything you can think of as far as like occult alchemy astrology goes for. Um, and hermetic philosophy, which was, uh, kind of arising around the time. This is, if you did see the episode, we talked about um, the ancient Greek god Hermes, which had a second coming, a return tour, sort of uh, during the Christian period, um, but even goes deeper than that. Um, Hermes, Tris, Tris Majestus, which was sort of this idea of like Hermes uh, apparently wrote these, uh, it's accredited with writing these texts that are called the hermetic like texts, uh, which describe hermetic philosophy. Um, it's very related. It's, it has a lot of relation to like early um, rising Christian philosophy and the Neoplatonism, which Neoplatonism was this idea that arose um, during like 300 CE, I believe. Um, so right before like Rome really Christianized, uh, it was this idea of um, uh, of like it was kind of like a monotheistic paganism in a way. I guess it's like a kind of a simple oversimplification, but uh, it was it was something that was fairly popular. And so. D looked into all of these things. Now, it seems like D did advocate that he was a Christian. Um, he believed that he could actually, through his occultism and through his study of hermetic philosophy, Neoplatonism, and Christianity, he believed he could confer with angels or uh, chronozon. 
Cor- or Coron's on. <laughs> One, one of the others. So um, he – some of the uh, primary sources we have, which we have many thanks to his his large diary. We have his private diary. We have a, a diary, um, so I guess a more public diary. But we also have what he calls uh, – or what his uh, – uh, his spiritual conferences with angels. There we go. Reco- recorded in his diaries and other manuscripts. So he would he would have these sort of things. He would confer with what he believed was angels. And go from there. And he, so, you know, it, it was interesting because uh, Queen Elizabeth conferred to him about like when we should do X, Y, Z. And he would say, I'll look at the sky. I'll look at the stars. Just sort of like how an ancient, Ro- I would expect that of like a Roman, you know, um, general or, or something like that to go, hey, when should I, you know, attack the Persians? And I'm like, well, this goat's uh, left intestine or lower intestine <laughs> is falling over here. And there's a bird that's screaming with a, you know a mouse in its uh, mouth. So we should go now. That sounded very much like that, but, but I'll put in quotes, Christian sort of idea, uh, a modern of the the 16th or 17th century, early 1600s. So it was really kind of, it's interesting that she believed that. And you, you told me a story. I couldn't find, I didn't look for it harshly, but you told me a story uh, involving um, the weather, right? The Spanish Armada. Yeah. He um, took basically he was a meteorologist, I would right. say, for lack of a better word. Um, and I don't know if he was able to, like, divine, like, not divine, but, you know, um, barometric pressure Guess or something. I don't, yeah, I don't know, like, what he was using. Um, some but, observation, yeah. Right. Some, some yeah, some scientific observation. Yeah. To This is what they think, anyway, to right. divine the weather. I mean, that's basically what it. Sure what he's doing and he um <laughs> i just imagine i just imagine he's like he's in england and he's like my queen it's gonna rain and she's like oh, <laughs> right oh my gosh but he's got like the weather map behind him pointing right, to, right yeah <laughs> to yeah so we got uh the spanish armada is coming in from the west and we've got a heavy uh truckload of rain always <laughs> permeating over the british islands so exactly, I don't believe we yeah. should uh, we should sail, Michael. Yeah. So he told the queen not to sail her ships, mm-hmm. and um, he basically like build it as he was putting a curse or a hex on the Spanish Armada. Sure. Um, the the Spanish ships got decimated. I mean, there's maybe like not even a quarter of them left with this yeah. huge storm. I don't know if it's a hurricane or what it was. I don't even know if they have hurricanes there. I'm not sure. It was um, invented yet. Just so, yeah, they didn't invent them yet, but yeah. some kind of thing uh, that caused the ships to you know fail in the weather, and um, so then the British were able to go out after that and and sort of take charge of this battle. But that was That's like cool. a huge win for England and and kind of sure. esta- started establishing their empire more. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, just that the, one thing. They were the rulers of the sea, and this is when England started to, like, take over that that section, so. Right, and if you think, I mean, can you imagine being, like, uh, the Spanish Fusion chart, like, whoever the king was back then, and, and just being like, oh, my God, they've got, like, the sorcerer on their side. Like, there's no way we can. Yeah, well, and apparently D traveled, like, a lot, too. So he, he kind of went all over Europe. Um, he, so Edward Kelly, um, also known as Edward Talbot, uh you mentioned him uh, as one of the guys who uh, summoned um, Coronzon with him. Um, he was a young guy. He he only lived – he was born in 50, 1555, died in 97, 98. Um, 
and he was also an occultist and scryer. Um, he and D eventually kind of fell out, um, but uh, they began working together in 83, and they, uh, through seances, claimed that they could communicate with the angel Enoch, which gave way to Enochian uh, magic and language, mm-hmm. which is still studied today um, by people. Uh, so, um, Did they... they- start that language i wasn't clear on that it, or it seems like it so it says enox gave them the enochian language and okay. script which Dean yeah because i that's what i read too but i was like i thought that this was like older i thought it was like biblical for some reason yeah. i don't know it, but it, they so they they met um I, I i thought i had written it down i'm pretty sure they met in vienna or prague i think is what it was even so they, oh yeah um, you're gonna meet all your occultists in prague 100 <laughs> percent. go there that's now that's what it's yeah. there for so uh, anyway, so so and and um, even uh, uh, John D. Um, he traveled to uh, Russia to meet with I think it was Star Nicholas. I'm sure, I could just say Nick. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. there's a few of them. So he he went to go meet this Tsar and uh, convince him uh, to uh, yeah voyage in, in eighty one Tsar Ivan the fourth. There we go. Sorry, not oh, okay. Nicholas. Uh, to persuade Ivan to help with uh, establishing a British Empire in the Arctic. Um, so it didn't, it didn't work out, um, for, why would you want why? that? I mean, it doesn't make I sense. Know. I don't know. But they saw a penguin and they were like, we gotta do this. Is, are penguins even in the Arctic? I don't know. <laughs> Comment Might below. Be yeah. So, uh, that's a different podcast. Right. But yeah, um, Kelly though, uh, was acute. He got, um, accused of being a, a charlatan and a fraud is what my notes say. Um, and and so he he actually died in prison. Um, he was arrested. Uh, so D had a similar fate, unfortunately. Um, he he lived. Uh, he, so he fifteen twenty seven to sixteen oh eight is when he died. Um, and he he was quite busy. Um, always sort of like in. I mean, he he was he was a true scholar, and so he he, I mean, he really dedicated himself to this. But it it seems like his dances with the seances went a little too far, and his political enemies were able to pretty easily get him imprisoned um, after saying, "Hey, you've conferred with the devil," and he's like, "That wasn't the devil. That was Quran's on <laughs> totally different things." <laughs> yeah, that's that's like in between angels right. and devils. <laughs> yeah, come on. And they were like, "Quran, that sounds like you made that up." No. I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he. It, it, my notes say he was eventually disgraced and died in poverty. Unfortunately, so well, um, to the who who took over was it James? The after Elizabeth, mm-hmm. probably. That sounds right. It whoever it was was um into like the witch trials, like started the witch sure. trials sure, in sure, England. Sure. So that's part of it like he was a witch basically it was james the first you're right yeah so oh no that, that's great yeah i i guess you would want to see like yeah t- to cleanse the weird i mean <laughs> that dude knows way too much math right. for my comfort and that's the other guy was cool. like bill sort of built as like a drunk is, is sort of everything i've read about the Edward kelly guy um he just ended up being like kind of a fraudster he he definitely yeah he was younger it seems like he his rise is a little more meteoric it seems like he did not know math i'm like he, he's right. that's not what he's accredited for knowing at least like right. <laughs> for d d really seemed like i he, he seemed like he could have been slightly crazy but he he really seemed like he was in tune with the you know the, the, I mean, being a smart person at the time and not having like enlightenism and rationalism to like kind of <laughs> bring that to a point where it doesn't make you seem like you're as insane. So, well, if you're the only person that can predict the weather, then you might as well attribute it to magic. Yeah, very true. You know? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, 
So, I mean, he, he had one of the largest libraries. I mean, this this dude was – he was a learned dude and it just it went south, unfortunately, uh, in a lot of ways it looks like. Um, but it's 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 really cool because of his education, because of his importance. There are tons of – I mentioned his private diaries. Um, we have his letters to Queen Elizabeth, his letters to Edward Kelly, um, Dee's preface to his English translation of Euclid's Elements, um, general and rare memorials pertaining to the state of man, uh, letter to Star Ivan the Fourth. So we have tons of – really cool direct references and i think that's why we do kind of know as much about him um there's a lot of writings on him too um john d and the empire of the angels by deborah harkness um the john d's natural philosophy between science and religion was done by nicholas cluley in the, uh, the late 80s um it's really fun to see. I mean, there was stuff in the 70s, the John D. The World of an Elizabethan Magus by Peter J. French in 1972. So, you know, even in the 70s and 80s, I mean, even before that, this guy was clearly like an interesting figure, very important. And, and, and just rat, like if you, if you took out all the occult stuff, he'd be just as interesting. You add in all the occult stuff. If you took out all the other stuff, I mean, he'd, he'd be John Kelly basically, but, or, uh, or whatever <laughs> his name was, Kelly. Kelly yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he's just this, kind of amalgamation of both. So I, th- I think it's wild um, that it, it was there. It really reminds me of like early Greek philosophers who, you know, they used paganism. It was like intertwined with the education, you know, and it didn't like change it as much, but it, you know, for him it did obviously in a lot of ways, but yeah, I, really fun to see really, really interesting guy to learn about. And I think one of the best ways to start off talking about these, these figures that we've picked to talk about. So. I've been really pleased. Cami, that was yes. a great subject that you picked. Uh, Thank you. If you know about John D or anything <laughs> like that, I, I'm because I, like I said, it's like my brain reading, learning and reading more about him. I did not know his name exactly like I did this, but I felt like I had heard or learned about him before. And I'm curious if you've heard about him, listener, watcher. And if if so, please let us know where. And yeah, if, I do. Was, like, have, was he in a movie? Was he in something? I don't yeah, know. well, I do have one thing. Um, the so I don't know if anyone's familiar with Bedknobs and Broomsticks. The oh, it was mm-hmm. a movie from I believe the seventies, the nineteen seventies. Um, <laughs> I mean, when, when else would it be? I guess. <laughs> but yeah, for, so a movie from the nineteen seventies, and um, we have uh, sort of two people. One is kind of a fraudster. The other one mm-hmm. is a genuine witch. And they sort of meet together. It almost is like John Dee and, and Edward Kelly, it, you know, sure. sort of. But they find this um, this book and it's, you know, I think it's like Azeroth or something. It's like some kind of angel that they're trying to confer with. Yeah. And the book doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's like some sort of Latin words that aren't exactly Latin. And then it's yeah. like a Greek word that I don't know if it's real or not. And they, sure. they come together but um, I'll just read it to you. But there's a song that they have, and they, and then these words are um, part of what they the great star of As of Astaroth is what they okay. found the name of the book that they found. Um, but yeah, so it's Traguna McCoides Tracorum Satis D, and that's D E E, and it's spelled so it's spelled uh-huh. like John D. Um, and in the movie, if you're familiar, they raise uh-huh. the dead. They raise a great army to fight um, Hitler. Oh, yeah, how pleasant! What yeah. a good noble cause, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's really cool. That's fine. Yeah, I, that's. I, I feel like D is so subtle, and I. I mean, academically, it seems like he's been thoroughly looked at, but I just felt like I feel like I'm. I'm just surprised that he's not. I don't know. I just feel like something else should have mentioned him. Maybe people are too scared. Yeah, to he's got a lot of power controlling it, the I mean, weather. What the hell kind of surname is D? You know, I don't. Yeah, that that, that alone freaks me out. It's not like. I don't know. I'm thinking of all the Anglo, you know, Saxon names I can think of. That's not one of them. Because <laughs> and, and I would I would imagine he would have done what some others did at the time and called himself like Periphicles or something like that. You know, sure, yeah. Um, but now he's just like I'm John. Yo, what's your what's your family name? D. He's just, oh, okay. Nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, this was really great topic. Um. This is like a kind of somewhat of a non sequitur, but I wanted to bring it up. Um, And uh, so, you know, I've I've been practicing uh, for doing voiceover work and I've been I've been trying to find works in the public domain to to utilize. And and I'll I'll ask like AI and stuff like that, like what are some like good works in the public domain that I can read and that, you know, give me different inflections and stuff like that. And and it does recommend uh, Poe a lot. and I, I, I was like, yeah, I, I definitely could do some Poe, but I, I don't know if I want to go to that just yet. Um, you know, it's a little tricky. But I found one story that Poe did. I don't know if you've heard of this, Cammy. It's called The Angel of the Odd. Are you familiar with this? No, I'm not. So it's, I was not familiar with it either. I don't think many people are. And But it's really funny. It's it's kind of like a – it's one of his more humorous and satirical mm-hmm. short works. And it is about a, a a dude who is like chilling at home, gets drunk, and he's reading a newspaper, and he reads this like ridiculous story about how this uh, guy dies after accidentally um, sucking down a needle down his throat during like this just crazy happenstance. And this guy is like, he what's that? I said that sounds terrible. <laughs> I know, and that's and well, he thinks it's just BS. It's just like you know sensationalism and. Uh, so he's, he's just saying out loud how it's stupid and he thinks about all these other stories, like these popular stories. And he just thinks that so many people are right and these untrue things for just ridiculous reasons and people can be just so gullible and they are stupid and he just kind of like hates it and he vows to never fall for these horrible things. Just as he's kind of doing that though, this, this thing makes a noise and it's this it's a, a claimed angel made up of various like alcoholic containers, like kegs and wine bottles. Sure. And it starts talking to him, and it has a very, very thick German accent. And you know this because Poe wrote it, and the guy, the the the, the angel is he's he's talking like this, like z- there's these everywhere. Sure. <laughs> and it's hilarious, and he's and he's like the angel's convincing him, like, oh, I I caused that, I caused those things. It's it's just a part of. So he's like a chaos, yeah. Yeah, some things just happen that way. And the guy's like, you're crazy. No way. I'm going to bed. And the guy, then he wakes up and his life, it it starts going crazy. Everything else starts happening inexplicably. And he ends up uh, kind of horrifically, um, he's like stuck on a balloon. um, Yeah, stranded in a balloon. um, And and he's just kind of at the mercy of the angel. Like, And he he realizes, oh my gosh, it's the angel's doing because I I was so skeptic. And, you know, I was being rational and stuff like that. And I I thought it was really cool. and some analysis on it is it's like kind of talking about the creative process. Um, it's sort of talking about uh, how, you know, it, it's good to it's, – it's, you know, gullibility, human gullibility and it, it is kind of dangerous uh, at times. But also being like too skeptical, not believing – you know, there's there's a fine line you have to Oh, tread. sure. Yeah, like not allowing yourself right. to believe in Yeah, anything. yeah, that you just immediately dismiss Well, you'll something. miss stuff if you don't. 
consider things. Exactly. Could be a possibility. Right. And so um, it, it was cool. I mean, this was published in 1844. And so I could totally see that being an important subject and also kind of being like an annoying thing, too, of like mm-hmm. rationality, like things getting, you know, erased due to rationality, uh, you know, in, in the the mainstream and stuff like that. So really funny. The Angel of the Odd. It's very. It's short work, and it's you can just Google it and download it right now because it's you know Edgar Allan Poe's work. So it's it's in the free uh, market. But yes. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm gonna publish uh, me reading that soon on YouTube. I can link That's to cool. our yeah our thing here. It's been really fun. <laughs> um, it's I really can't fun. wait to read that. But something that I'd like you to check out, and maybe any listener that's interested. Yeah. My favorite poem is called The Bright Waterfall of Angels, and it's by Susan Firer. And it kind of talks about, like, angels sort of being part of everything. So there's an angel for this, there's an angel for that. And, like, just the idea of there being an angel for the odd, like, odd circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a really – that's a great way to bring it around. Yeah, exactly. And that's cool. That's, I think, kind of how Poe was, like, imagining it. So, um you know, Angel could kind of been Muse here, but just sure, more, yeah. yeah, industrial era version. So <laughs> I love it. Well, everyone, uh, thanks for joining us as always. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Mystery. I forgot to mention at the beginning, if you are expecting Irish comedians, but stick, stuck around this long especially, <laughs> thanks so much. Please let us know what you think of the show and how we can improve. Mystery, all one word, I-E at the end, right? Thumbs up? Yeah. Got just it? Just an I-E though, no S. Correct. <laughs> let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss. And thanks again, everyone. We will see you next time. Oh, oh.